Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday. You are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am Lavar, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. You know, I, I, <laughs> we're actually chatting here before we uh, <laughs> went on the air. Um, and I almost was going to ask Mary to finish her uh, comment that she had, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave that for between us. But um, <laughs> just a reminder that you can catch us on the web at our brand new uh, website at newscommonbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. You can also find us on Twitter at newscommonbtr. And you can find us on iTunes as well as on Facebook. So with that, going into topic A today, um, something that is indeed a uh, most talked about uh, topic here in the last uh, few months, and that has been the book Fifty Shades of Grey uh, mm-hmm. by E.L. E. James. And actually, there was a very interesting article tonight, uh, today about the author of that book. According to some uh, estimates, she averages per week 1.4 million dollars because of the success of this book. Um, that's just nuts. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, think about it. I make $1.4 million a week. A week? But going on from that, I got a lot of questions to the guy about this book. But before we kind of do that, I know you're going to say, well, Mark, you got a lot of questions. Did you read it? No, I did not. But Luckily, one of us here has, and that is indeed Mary. But I guess for you who have read it, and for those who are thinking about reading it, not giving away the story, but those who are thinking about reading it, those who have read it themselves, or those who are in the middle of it, explain to the folks out there, I guess, the background to this book, and probably why it's, I guess, from a woman's point of view, why it's so popular. Then I'll kind of chime in with my own guy questions here, but you read the book. What did you you think about it? My opinion of the book is it's fun. Um, the, the, The premise of the book is about a guy named Christian Gray, who is Fifty Shades of, according to the author, now this is going to be me swearing, I know, but Fifty Shades of Fucked Upness. I can't say it right. But he's got issues, like most of us do, and um, different, not different personalities, but different emotions that show themselves in quite different ways. And then the heroine of the book, Anna, is the um, not as strong, but can be strong if need be heroine. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think the allure of the book is, especially for women, is that we can identify with heroin. Um, self-doubt shows up. Um, emotions show up. Um, the feeling of want, of need, of um, desire, those show up. Um, I think we all have people in our lives that we're like, they're out of our class, they're out of our league, they're you know they're out of reach. What are they thinking? How are they thinking? We we go through a lot of those, and women especially do overthink a lot of things. With that being said, um, the biggest part of the the biggest allure of the book for a lot of people was the fact that it's a mature novel. It's an it's erotica in a way. Um, it's mommy porn, but um, I found myself identifying with or wanting to read more of the story than the erotic parts. Although I did enjoy some of them. Some of them I was like, woo, I am a voyeur. This is not right. Like, bam, my face, fall onto a chase lounge. And, oh, my God, no. But for those of us that like the Jane Austen, Hearts and Flowers, with a little bit of a dark twist, it's a fun read. Um, it's not especially well written. Although there are words in there that I did have to look up that were used. I was like, wow. But that lends itself to the characters and the way they are. The characters have a good three-dimensional quality to them. So overall, if you want something to escape reality for a little while, good read. Um, If you enjoy the Twilight series um, with the whole love triangle angst thing, um, this is probably up your alley. If that drove you crazy, this will drive you crazy as well. If you're not into the romance and, and into that um, grocery store smut, if you can't find fun and escape in those, then you're not going to find fun or escape in this because there's things that will drive you completely insane. Now, and that is my review of the book. Yeah, well, so I understand this this morning, it was actually, wasn't this book actually written in response to, like, you know, those Twilight fans, and it was kind of meant to be like, not a spoof, but kind of like a, a, more like a mirror image of Twilight in some odd way. I think that was the original I think it was. I think it was supposed to be like the adult answer to the tween phenomenon. Um, I think yeah. it was supposed to be more uh, loosely, and it's very loosely based, because some of the reality in this is not really reality. And the more I read on it, the more I find little things that just don't add up, don't make sense. Um, but it's supposed to be more based in reality than in the fantasy of this guy's a vampire and that guy's a werewolf. This is supposed to be more of that, and it's supposed to be more adult. It's not supposed to be a bunch of teenagers that fall in love with the, the forbidden. This is adults falling in love with the forbidden. Well, anyway. now I'm going to ask you a question here. Hollywood has... Uh actually, you know, bought the rights and is planning to make a movie. Now, you've read the entire trilogy of books. Would mm-hmm. you, as a fan of these books, like to see a movie made, or are you fearful that the message from the book will not be displayed in the movie? I, I, it's 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 touch and go. I'd have to almost read the script ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? Um, the book itself, taking out all the things that would make it be an X, triple X movie. Okay, so we're we're thinking Hollywood's looking for um, rated R, NC-17 rating, and that's I, they can't get it to PG-13. There's no way that it can get down to PG-13. Okay, I've read the books. 
I've read the trilogy twice, actually, because I was sick this week, so I had nothing better to do than lay in bed and do nothing. So I read the trilogy twice. And the second time around, I really looked at it. Um, there's no way they can get it down to PG-13. None. Even if they took all of the sexual stuff out, they're still not. They can't. It would lose a lot of the the feeling, the 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 draw of it, because part of the draw is how they use sex to connect. Not not just here's a sexual act. It was how does that fit into how do I connect to you? Um, so NC-17 is what I'm thinking they're probably going to end up with, pro- possibly rated R, depending on how they can do this thing. I, I it, Maybe it's a possibility. It may lose some of the, the the lore of it. The books will lose a lot of the, the fun. I mean, granted, I could skip over the sexual stuff in the book pretty and skim through, okay, they're still doing it, okay, they're still doing it, okay, they're still doing it, oh, okay, they're done. Okay, now we're back to the story. I can skim through a lot of that stuff. And get to the the nitty-gritty of it, but I still think, like I said, there's a lot of that, how they use sex to connect. And I don't think you can do that very well without showing some of it. Does that make sense? By the way, yeah, it makes sense. And by the way, for you folks out there, if you just happen to be like Mary and, you know, unfortunately get sick in bed this week and you get tired of reading, make sure that you can listen to our shows on iTunes. It's free. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> but I was already privy to the listening of the show, so why would I listen to them again? <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's, that's, that's your excuse, but yes, I understand. <laughs> but uh, as a guy, now here are my questions, because I, I've, I've been hearing a lot about this, and I've seen a few articles this week that have actually brought up good questions, and I guess one of my questions being is you have read the book, uh, is... Something like this, because I, you know, whatever I, for the people I've heard that read this book, they all talk about Christian Gray and oh, he's so dreamy and blah blah blah. But <laughs> is it setting is it setting women up to suffer in love if they are quote looking for a guy just like Christian Gray? Because I've read articles and I think they said that they described this guy and they used three words and I know I'm going to mess up on one of these, but they described him as a standoffish, mercurial, manipulative guy. Fair? Fair assessment? Uh, yeah, fair. Fair assessment. So for so for women who are looking for guys out there, I mean, is it setting themselves up to fail if they read this book, become so enchanted, and say, I want my Christian Grey, and then they go out looking for a guy like that, when knowing full and darn doggone well that, you know, guys like that in the past, especially standoffish guys or manipulative guys, were ones that they did not want. Is it kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a popular thing right now? Or it's like, you know, when uh, it was the whole thing, I hate to compare it to this, but when uh, Dalmatians were all the rage and then everybody went out and got a Dalmatian, but they didn't realize how um, tough it was to take care of one, and then all of a sudden, it was, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Is it kind of like the same thing? I mean, do, do women really want a guy like Christian Gray? I I don't. I hope not. I, I'm sure there are women out there that do. Um, I think it goes to the deep-seated need of wanting to fix the guy, like to be his first, to be his only, to be his his world, 
to pull him out of because we all have demons. We all do. And in this case, he's got the extreme sense of the demonization of life. You know, he had a crappy growing up. He had crap uh, in adolescence. He he channeled all of this stuff internally so that externally he was cold and manipulative and everything. But then when you get to the warming, like to the heart of the problem, you warm up to him. Um, there are parts of the book that he's very romantic. He's very um, – he remembers what tea she likes. He remembers – her birthday. He remembers, you know, all the little firsts and little things along the way that he goes, you know, that's a first for me. You know, that's that's a first for me, and and I like that. I'm w- about you, and and you're you're so beautiful, and I wish you would realize that. And those little romantic things, I think, is what women grab onto, and they kind of just overlook because we're in a fantasy world. We overlook all the other crap. He's a stalker. In the book, yeah, yeah. he's a stalker. He's totally a stalker, and he does he does things that overall are very creepy. Like if you just look at it on the surface, but I think it's it goes to that women's deep seated need of wanting to take care of somebody and have somebody take care of them to be their knight in shining armor, even with the chinks in his armor, to fix those, to be able to be that that balm for his ailments. <laughs> interesting that you uh, talked about the aspect of uh, wanting to change the guy because I read another article that kind of correlated with what was going on and it was uh, they talked to this author by the name of uh, Pamela Matz or doctor I'm sorry and she stated that the the reason that women would have uh, such issues with uh, Fifty Shades of Grey type of guy and it's going to get a little confused here is that uh, because, and this is what she said, her words, not mine, was that she said that getting lovers to behave like Christians and take charge ha- and, you know, creates an issue because it has a lot more, well, the issues arise a lot more with the women making men, quote-unquote, uh, or she says they have to make men feel more like the man. And she mm-hmm. goes on to talk about the thing about topping men and that women, mm-hmm. if they want their guy like Christian, they should not, quote, top their man. And, and what I mean by that and what she meant by that, the example of, say, you send your boyfriend, significant other, out to the store. You tell him to go buy groceries. He comes back with said groceries, and you go through the bag, and you just start complaining and about what he just went and bought. And it's kind of like you had to top him at that point because it's like you made him feel inferior. And she said, you know, pretty much if you were going to go and try and find that Christian, you have to make them feel like the man. you agree with that? In a way. Um, women do tend to top from the bottom. Um, we have, and and this is, I know that I'm I'm guilty of this as well, um, and I'm trying not to be, but it's it's hard to do. You You try to be very masculine in your outside world, in the professional arena, in the, you know, um, think of it as, as Beyonce syndrome, okay? The single ladies, the I, you know, I don't need a man to take care of me. I'm independent. I buy my own crap. I don't need a guy to buy me a car. I don't need a man to buy me a house. I can do all that on my own. I can build my own career. I can do my own thing. It's that mentality that we've all kind of hooked onto. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm even guilty of it myself. But it's the the delicate balance, that seesaw balance between topping from the bottom, which is a term 
that I just came across, which I love. I love that. I love that term. Um, but to be on top and be that masculine role and to be that strong, that strong centered woman that everybody finds so attractive because I don't need you, but I want you in my life, and letting go of that in an arena where you should like romance and love. I I cannot be. I don't need you, I don't need you, I don't need you. I can buy my own car, I can buy my own house, I can take care of myself, I can take care of the babies on my own, I can have my own career, I can build up my empire as a woman and be that strong, centered woman and then go into the bedroom and go, but I want hearts and flowers. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I think that will be a topic for another show down the line about that, quote, single lady syndrome because there's so many confusing things that I think that guys don't get out of that where – uh, it is, you know, they say, well, I really would like to date. I really, you know, would like to meet a man. And then all of a sudden when the guy comes in the office to take you out to dinner, I don't need your money. I can go buy my own dinner. And it's like, whoa, 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 you know. Right. <laughs> it's, um, when do I get to be the man? And there is that delicate balance. And I know men are fragile. No offense to all you guys out there, but you all have fragile egos. If I tell you that I don't need you, you run. You run for the hills, and then I wonder why you run it. Because in my in my little world of contradiction, I'm not understanding. It has to be something wrong with me. So now I have to be a stronger woman because I don't need you because you ran. <clears throat> Whereas so, it shouldn't be that way. So now I'll leave the question to you because I read something else in which they said uh, some guys have started to pick up this book to try and understand their women more. Uh, I would think only because of the way that the main character in Christian Grey is, that's only going to confuse guys more. Should guys read this book? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, men out there, do not read it. Don't. Give it to your woman. Please do. Do because I think the women will take some of the advice of the uh, some of the some of the qualities of the lead the heroine, um, but don't read it. You're not going to understand it. You're not going to get the same thing out of it as the women do. Women are finding the romance. They're crying at the right points. They're they're laughing at the right points. They're sitting there going, Yeah, I remember when that happens. Yeah, I remember how my guy does that. I remember how, you know, he came home. And he was all great and grand and wonderful, and then all of a sudden he's all. Ugh. Why are you still here? You know, that whole standoffish thing. And all men do it. All men have those moments. I'm not saying all the time, but they do have those moments. This book is really condensed down into time, so he's even more the paradigm. He's more of the shift. He does go from super cold to super hot in like five seconds. Um, I think the women will take that. I think they'll go into the whole um, um, feeling of wanting, and maybe they'll stop doing some of the things that we do. Like topping from the bottom, I think that no. we'll stop doing that and we'll relinquish some control over to the men, but I don't think the men will get it. I think they'll just be like, so what, does she want just more sex? You know, no. or does she just want me to go from cold to hot and get that sultry look in my face, you know, or say these things? I don't think they'll get it, and that's why I say don't. Just, just save yourself heart. Now, if you want to read it, by all means do so. I'm not going to tell you don't read it. Um but I don't think you're going to get the same kind of – you're not going to get the insight to the woman that you're looking for. Yeah. You're, going to, you're going to read it and go, why? Why is she still with him? He just did that to her, and she, women find that attractive. And there are some things, I will tell you straight off the bat, there were some things in that book 
that when it happened, I went, ooh, ooh, you, you know? Like, <laughs> what? Hell no. <laughs> no with a capital N and a capital O. No. Um, so there are going to be some things, and if, if guys look at that and read it and go, is that what she wants? Yes, I know. There's going to be things that your woman wants, and there are going to be some things that your woman absolutely will know. And maybe it will open up those uh, lines of communication, but I don't think you're going to get from it what a woman gets from it. The woman wants that fantasy. She wants that uber-rich, can do whatever he needs to, takes care of you, and really wants to look after you and take care of you and give you the world. And they want that escape, but they have their men. I think women are much more in tune to being able to differentiate between what they find sexy in the book and what they find sexy in real life. Well, juggernaut that is, Fifty Shades of Grey continues. But speaking of uh, relationships, found a very interesting article this week uh, about uh, anti-cheating ring that imprints <laughs> the wearer's finger with a reminder of relationship status. And it is from the Cheeky.com. Uh, they have this uh, product called the Anti-Cheating Ring, which will stop adulterers before they do the deed. The titanium band, which costs $550, has an interior engraving that reads, I'm married, backwards. When the ring is taken off, the words are left imprinted on the wearer's finger, exposing his or hers true marital status. Now, the Cheeky.com isn't the first to turn the wedding ring, the ultimate symbol of love, on its head. Uh, Love's Jewelry, L-U-Z, created a cheat ring which exposes the wearer as someone who has been cheated on. And divorcees are increasingly turning their marital bling into divorce rings post-split. Uh, Colin Hart, a spokesman for the Cheeky.com, said that the ring was created with famous married Lotharios like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tiger Woods in mind. Why uh, <laughs> is selling the fact that an anti-cheating ring is actually going to stop someone from cheating? <laughs> Heck no, if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. <laughs> Regardless of marital status, you know, and if you're really going to think that you're going to cheat because of your marital status, like if you have a ring on, you're not going to cheat, then keep the freaking ring on. <laughs> don't take it off. If you're going to take it off, I don't think an imprint on your finger is going to remind you to put it back on. Um, no. I don't. I think I, it's fun. I mean, it's a funny thing to do. And if you have a good relationship with your person, um in order to get married, you should. But if you have that kind of trust and that level of uh, commitment and you can have a lot of fun with it, then by all means, go ahead and buy it. But to me, it's not enough. An anti-cheating chastity belt might, but if you are that concerned about your man cheating, you'll probably have bigger problems than him going out and sleeping with other people. It probably comes down to what's going on in the house. Yeah, I'm, what's going I'm okay. on in the camp. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not all uh, thinking that that's going to help anybody out there. I think even if they'll probably be like rubbing their finger, they'll be too busy with well, never mind. They'll be too busy with that. I was gonna say they'll be too busy with the finger, but uh, and it might be a turn on for some women. I know, right? It might be a turn on for uh, some women. Ooh. And another interesting note this week from Shine uh, on Yahoo was uh, how many calories one can burn having sex. They actually have a detailed list out. This is for mature audiences only, so the kids to away, but. They have here a certain number of things that you can do to burn calories. Making out for 30 minutes burns 230 calories. Foreplay for 20 minutes, women will burn 87 calories, men will burn 107. Unclasping a bra with both hands burns 8 calories. 
unclassmated bra with one hand burns 18 calories. Unclassmated bra with your mouth, 67 calories. Though Mary and I both wondered what it would burn with your teeth, and especially on the front ones, but that's a story for a different time. A strip tease <laughs> will burn 60 calories. Oral sex, 100 calories. Missionary position for 10 minutes, that's going to burn 250 calories. The woman on top for 10 minutes, 300 calories for women, 130 calories for men. Sex standing up, up to 600 calories for both people. Uh, of course, the self-pleasuring, up to 150 calories per session. An orgasm will burn anywhere from 60 to 100 calories. So in other words, instead of doing 30 minutes on the elliptical at the gym, which is around 335 calories, you can do a strip tease, have sex for 10 minutes, and then clasp a bra with one hand for the same effect. And I'm canceling my gym membership right now. Um, I said sign me up. <laughs> Please and thank you. Think about that. Where think, do I think sign? About that. Think about that math. Now, 335 on the elliptical for about 30 minutes. So even if you did all the steps leading up to sex, if you did making out, of course, 30 minutes to 30 calories, foreplay, and I'll imagine if you were the woman, um, 87 calories. So right there, you've already done about math by hand, about 317 calories. And then if you led straight from making out in foreplay to missionary for 10 minutes, You've done over 580-some calories or something like that, like 560-some calories. Right there. In oral sex. That's only 10 minutes. You didn't even come to an orgasm yet. Yeah, yeah. And then if you did oral sex, it's an additional 100. It's truly elliptical. I mean, what are they talking about? That's that's amazing that um, (laughs) more people are not in bed right now. Yeah, I know. But the, but the one thing I am concerned about here, and I, I kind of had a question, you know, woman on top thing, that was 10 minutes, 300 calories for women, only 130 for men. But I would think men would burn more because if they are on top, they're doing a lot more kind of per se. You know, they've got to have to do like the, you know, the movement, like they're doing a push-up and move about and doing this. And I think a woman on top is a little bit different from a man on top because a man on top has to, like, you know, position himself and do this and do that. and I would think that would be guys burning more calories. That's I don't really shocking. care. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> Just bring on the calorie burn. <laughs> Buy your woman Fifty Shades of Grey, enjoy the fallout, burn your calories. That is the mission <laughs> for today. No, seriously, I love it. I sign me up. Sign me up. We're 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 our own uh, uh, public service announcement people around here. So yes, that's uh, that's amazing. But um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I do. I so, want so many. So we just there. Now I know the one that we were stuck on were the people standing up because at that point that's six hundred calories. And is that standing up? Uh, in terms of right, how do they mean? <clears throat> is it fifty shades of or like is it face to face? Is it fifty shades of gray kind of way? Is is he carrying her? Is she you know touching her ankles? Is, is that uh, that all depends? I think that all depends. But get hot and hot and sweaty underneath the sheets, please do. I just, I don't, I, it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. And it's great. I, I think that <clears throat> women need to, <laughs> to be part of it a little bit more 
Yeah, I don't think the people like Blog Talk Radio like me talking about it. So yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful. But uh, we have a couple of minutes left. So do you have any shout outs for today? Um, thank you to my coworkers for putting up with my illness this week. So big shout out to them for being supportive. Um, I was um, not just ill, but incapacitated basically for a couple of days. So thank you to them. So City of Henderson. Yay. Yes, you still are too. So you take care of yourself this week and we expect by next week you're going to be feeling a little bit better. So yes, 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 yes. Uh, as for me, uh, no shutouts today. Um, I don't even have any uh, thing to tell you. I guess the only two breaking celeb stories are uh, We'll take a look and we'll follow it on Twitter at News Comment BTR. Of course, is uh, Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes divorcing, and um, at least there's some happy news on this day. Adele is preggers. so yeah. Yay for Adele! Uh, we'll, uh, I love her. Yeah, so uh, we'll definitely be keeping up and uh, date on all that stuff. And of course, you'll always get my thoughts on everything that's kind of going on in the world that is. And uh, take a look at our website if you have a chance. It's over at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. And we'll catch you there, and I'll catch you on Sunday night with Katie for a further review. And right back here uh, next week for Cutting Room 4. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, appreciate it. And uh, for Mary, I guess I am LeVar. Thanks so much for listening to Clock on the Wall. It's time is up. So have a good weekend. Peace out. <laughs> okay.